Oh, oh no, nah, no, nah. not uh, we record now. Uh, uh. I know you're tired of loving somebody without somebody to love. You know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Charlie Wilson is like. I don't think Charlie Wilson get enough credit. He doesn't. Man. He don't. You know. I don't think he does because he like, bro. This man was in the Gap Band. Had a had that full career. Mult- multiple Gap Bands. Yeah. Then had Charlie Wilson's career, and this nigga is featured on damn that everybody album still to this day. Uncle Charlie. Like, day. like Charlie Charlie Wilson is dope, man. I don't think he get his flowers like he I should. I think his post drug career. Is overshadowing the gap band career. The gap band career. But do you think, like, you know, I don't know, man. I, I feel like people don't talk. About, I feel like, okay, first of all, Todd Dollar Sign is like Charlie Wilson. Like, he's like, he's like the. <laughs> Everybody stand. <laughs> well, what do you mean? Because Ty Dollar Sign, like, he features on oh, shit. Oh, like I'm that. thinking about Tiger. Yeah, Ty Dollar Sign do be hitting. Low no, key, I'm every, saying Ty Dollar Sign hit. I'm just wondering. Every day he touches, does yeah, like everything Charlie Wilson. Every song he's featured on, that shit is hard. I have not heard a Charlie Wilson feature that wasn't dope. And like Ty Dollar Sign, I feel like is a similar artist where whatever feature he touches, it's a it's a good song. Yeah, no, you can sprinkle Ty Dollar Sign on anything. Anything, anything you could do that with Charlie. That's why I'm like, I think Ty Dollar Sign is this era's. Version of no, Charlie. Wilson. Only difference is that's a, that's a hot take. I, feel I don't I don't know a bad Charlie Wilson album, and you can't listen to all of Ty Dolla Sign's album. You listen to his features all day, every day. If he's on a song, listen to it. But if it's just his album, his, his I think his albums hit, but they don't get enough um, push. I know. Yeah, that, I feel like he, what's that that one he did, Cabin. Um, Long, the, with the beach house on yeah. the logo, yeah, bro, that shit hard. Yeah, that album's like my favorite one from. Oh. That shit hard. So I, I feel like to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> that shit hard. Uh, it's beach house. Yeah, beach. the thing yeah, about that, uh, I feel like not to say he sound soulless, but I do feel like a certain amount of marketing dollars dollars have to go behind Ty Dollar Sign for you to fuck with the song. You got to himself. It's like it's like the it's like the. It's like liquor. Like liquor, cool when you in a club and you got a whole bunch of people. But if you listening to it by yourself, you or you drinking by yourself, you kind of got. That's problems. a wrong analogy for me. You know I'm a, <laughs> you know I'm a bourbon connoisseur. Like you know I drink by myself a lot. Well, that's how I am with like liquor. It's like I can. Well, not even talking about that. Ty Dolla Sign. It's like you equate his music to an experience because anytime it come on, the vibes there. So it's like mm. if you ain't equating. The music to an experience, it just sound like, oh yeah, it's a cool song. It don't, it's kind of, it's kind of like here and gone. But then if you listen to it and you feel the experience, you like, bro, this shit hit. I remember this time we was here, or when I played it, and you know what I'm saying. It's like an experience. He he kind of like so record it, experiences. It, it it failed the road test for me. Normally I listen to an album at the house, and it, that's I, when I'm, like, yeah. I'm not not really feeling it. Then I go drive somewhere, play it, and I'm like, all right, all right, it hit now. Uh, what was the uh? Legend by Drake. I couldn't stand Legend at first. Then I heard that junk in the car, and I was like, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. I see what he's doing here. Hold on, what, Legend? If oh, I'm my a, God. Oh, yeah, 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 So, uh. Is that new? Nah. nah that's on, like, oh, my, uh. I'm a die, I'm, I'm a, a legend. legend. Oh, yeah. What was that last note? 
I, I, you know, we had discussions. He hit that B flat, did he? <laughs> <laughs> this nigga just happy so he could call somebody else flat. <laughs> Shout out hey, my homeboy. You know what I'm saying? But while we talking about my homeboy, we are here. You know what I'm saying? And I'm here with my homeboy, Twan. And I'm here with my homeboy, Jason. I'm here with my homeboy, Eric. And I'm here with my homeboy, Napoleon. And, and this, this is, is, this is, this is. <laughs> I had to do it. What album was that? That was uh, Swiss Beats, I think. Oh, well. This is my, my homeboy's, homeboy's podcast. podcast. First time we've been at Quartet in a while, man. I know, right? <laughs> Ain't it? But uh, so what you were saying, I cut you off, but it just kind of flowed. So you were talking about. Uh, well, They're going to be like, damn, this is the first time we done heard the intro come in this soon. I know, right? The, <laughs> <laughs> the intro come in 30 minutes in. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we got, I ain't even got my shit together yet, man. I ain't even got the broom. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? I can't even think. Nah, it's cool. Nah, we, we was talking about uh, Charlie Wilson, Ty Dolla Sign. Who, who another love R&B singer that y'all, like, not necessarily solely love, but an R&B singer that fits in different categories? I would say uh, on the R&B, because I really don't put Ty Dolla Sign as R&B. He's a producer, a yeah, rapper. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really put him as R&B, but on the R&B side, I feel like the next Charlie Wilson is like Johnny Gill. Um, Johnny, okay. Johnny Gill never really... He never really fell off. Like, you know what I'm saying? He was he was popping before New Edition. He was popping with New Edition. I feel like him in New Edition took it to the next level. And even solo, he's been dropping music consistently nonstop. But you be knowing when this, Twan is the only nigga that I know that know when, like, niggas who are not, like, in mainstream still be dropping music. Like, didn't Wayne Brady have an album recently? Yo, Wayne Brady yeah. album was low key hard. Though. Wayne Brady, Wayne Brady, then, then he five. buys the vinyl version. Right. Because <laughs> I'm like, he like Johnny Gill, and I'm like, I didn't nigga, expect him to say Johnny Gill. I didn't. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah, Chris no. Brown. This nigga said Johnny Gill. I'm like, what was the last time Johnny Gill had an album? But they slick do we like like um, SWE. They still drop albums, and Damn. they last album I listened to that shit was fire. You, but you know. Or even like like um, Mint Condition, like they they still drop albums, but because you know we usually intake our music through like radio or like popular culture, like and, it's paired. And and R and B don't get radio play unless it's like right. Chris Brown or somebody like that. Mm, yeah. No, I, I was gonna say Brent Fias since Jason said Chris Brown. Who? Brent Fias. Brent Fias is fire, bro. He is, but that nigga, is, he, like, he, he worries me. He, he, <laughs> he, got, he had the one hit that was with him. It was Brent Fias, Gucci, and Shy Glizzy. Like, uh, it's the money all over. No, that's, that's yeah. no, no, that's um, Brent Fias, Gucci, and... Uh, no, that's um, this Gold crew. Link. That was song, Brent Fire. The song is, that is by the artist named Goldling. Damn, it's Goldling. Yeah. I thought that was Brent Fire. This song do be jamming too, though. But I, yeah. I do know Brent Fire. But, but Brent Fire's got a song out right now with Drake called Wasting Time. Yeah, it sounds like some old Neptune shit. Yeah. This shit hard. Brent Fire is, is, I think he's Yeah, he dope. does say it's Gucci Man and Goldling. <laughs> yeah. But Brent Fire's, he <laughs> like, that. he is like, you know what? Bro, hard. That's he he, he just is hard. the R and B fuck boy. Like when when and he's open about the shit. Like he's like 
all the shit that girls be like fuck boys do. Man, hit, quit hitting the table. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first time I ain't got the headphones on, so. But uh, he is the dude like that make, you know how Drake makes lover board music and stuff. Brent Fires make fuckboy music. Like, it's like the nigga just be real about insights from a fuckboy's perspective. CFB, certified fuckboy. Yeah. <laughs> Coming. <laughs> you know, go ahead and drop that, Brent. I need a, I need a mixtape. But nah, that was just talking about, you know, it's loving in there. You know, it's Valentine's Day if you're listening to this when it comes out. Right. So I so, wanted to talk about some R&B. So yeah. one thing, I, a thing that came up to me recently, right, in thought process is like, you know how you know how we celebrate artists from twenty years ago, right? And 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 a lot of times back then we celebrated those artists a lot at in the moment, like because that was when that was like the beginning of like entertainment, television, that show, black stuff, right? Like now, I feel like we've kind of we've been separated from the artists of our days that are doing like like. For, okay, you mentioned Chris Brown, right? For what Chris Brown has done, has done, I don't feel like he gets enough credit for what he's done. Like I understand the Rihanna thing happened, but like just think about the volume of music he's dropped, right? And yeah. like, and having a hot single every time, like having multiple hot singles, even like Drake, like we, I feel like nowadays we're taught to not kind of look at our like the legends in the makings as legends in the making. Like we kind of take them for granted a little bit. Like even, even when I know you, you be, you had your beef with Kanye West, right? <laughs> and I understand, I understand why people are frustrated with Kanye West. But when you like literally think of Kanye West's body of work, not just music, but culturally what he's done for fashion, what he's done with sneakers, whether how no matter how you feel about the sneakers, right? The level of shit that he's done is in a whole nother stratosphere compared to like what your regular artist does. What just your regular um artist? Yeah. yeah. I, well, I was gonna say your regular producer. Like he took production uh, to a whole nother level. Then being an artist, he took artistry to a whole nother level. I think with Kanye and Chris Brown, if they don't have their personal life public issues, like their yeah, their personal issues in, in the public, we do look at them as a, a walking icon. But because they have all that extra shit that comes along with what they've done, people don't give it to them in the moment. So yeah, Kanye is one of the greatest entertainers of all time. Yeah, he will Kanye West, they're gonna be talking about him. Chris Brown, definitely one of the greatest performers of all time. Nah, CBZ up there. Uh, but you look that at somebody like Jay-Z that we say is the GOAT, right? He's right. Still, he can, Jay-Z can still drop albums now. We're still giving him credit no matter how sorry it is. But Jay-Z is <laughs> not, not caught up in any bullshit that makes people hate him. And, yeah. I, think, and I think Jay-Z kind of beat the curve. You know what I'm saying? Because... Like right now, we do see so we do see these people's lives because of the internet and like how social media shows insight to their lives. But it's like I get it, but at the same time, I kind of want to bring a light to it to understand that like no, these people, yes, they are human beings. It's like right now we get to see that celebrities are human. Back then, they were just celebrities to mm-hmm. us. We were like we were completely detached to. What they what was going on in their everyday life? Like we would only see them in concert. We'd only see them on award shows. 
interviews, or interviews and stuff yeah. like that. But we we didn't have any kind of insight to like their day to day life, and like now we do because not just because they posted, but because everybody fucking got a camera. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Everybody got right, a four K camera. Even when we was growing up, you watch wrestling, you thought that shit was real. Like, yeah, you like, like niggas really burned. Like that was really his Undertaker's brother. Like that was shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and now, bro, like, the Rock. The, the, the Rock is a legend that I don't think gets because look, he had he had a wrestling career, right? I got a friend who hates The Rock. <laughs> I got I got a couple friends that hate The Rock. Like his dad is mute. I can't stand his movies. <laughs> but this man, this man had a he had a football career first. Yeah, football career first. Wrestling in, in college, and you know played in Canadian football. League. Then he became a wrestler, like. One of the biggest wrestlers ever. He's he submitted, is the greatest yeah. wrestler, greatest he, he, performer he, that ever touched. Right, the he has yeah. submitted that legacy, and that was fucking twenty years ago. Nah, he changed wrestling. He and did that, change. And that's wrestling. hard when your father's a wrestler. You know what I'm saying? Okay, mm-hmm. ain't nobody saying, "Oh, that's Rocky's son." You know what I'm saying? Right. No, that's 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 the Rock. Like, oh, that's his dad. That's yeah, that's the Rock, and then the rest of his family. Right, he submitted that legacy twenty years ago. Then now, now he got an acting legacy like that. He's He's pretty much cemented. Yeah, what the table do to you, bro? Right, you just I keep mean, on in it. Oh man, I've been drinking. I think he wanted to get in <laughs> on that beat and the oh, one Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, bro, nah, I that back. <laughs> <laughs> but I, yeah. I just think like a lot of our like who's going to look at our icons right now and feel compelled to continue to tell the story about them being icons. You know what I'm that saying? is fair because I mean just. I see what you're saying now, and I did have the thought of some of black privilege, and we got other topics, but some of black privilege or some of privilege is being able to nerd out over dumbass shit. So you got people that like that just nerd out over the most, I don't know if the word is ubiquitous or just like mundane, quote unquote, white shit, and they turn it into a science. But when black people do it, niggas just look at them like, Hold bro, up. why are you doing this? Hold up, though. But ubiquitous? I don't know. I don't know if I used it right. I just oh, I just felt like it. I just felt it like just, it. The way it just flowed, though. <laughs> I, I, know, I, right? I felt like it. I don't know. Because that's my first time ever hearing that, so I can't, <laughs> can't even check you on it. You know? I, don't, I don't know. I can't take myself. I feel like it's right. I low-key just became a fan. Ubiquitous? <laughs> <laughs> it felt right, so I don't know. But yeah, they just it just be the most random shit. They'll talk about like Martha Stewart and her buttons, and they'll go in, and you'll get like you know, you ever seen like the road show or, or some shit, and it'd be white people that just literally go in and talking about right. how cool these right. buttons are, and oh these buttons were made in the 14th century, Antique and blah blah blah. Show, you know, yeah. Yeah. but you you yeah, did yeah, what I'm yeah, saying, yeah. and it just be like I guess white culture. But when we get black culture, that's why I feel like when I love when black people talk. I mean, we talk about it here, but I love when black people talk about space. I love when black people talk about just dancing, like all the dances niggas then came up with or black people have came up with. It's just like, oh, yeah, this came up from here. And it's like culture and we it's cool to nerd out. So what I'm saying is, it's like the ability to nerd out and it being accepted and them having a whole Smithsonian museum about dances that came out of the south versus dances that came out of the north if it was white people that came up with them dances it's be it's enough white people that'd be like oh yeah i want to go to the dance museum but black people come out with it and it's kind of hard because we ain't got disposable income to just spend on that bullshit well i was gonna say also bro as a black person nigga you have to find something that's going to make you money (laughs) right (laughs) when you like you you don't have that time to go to 
a different country and figure yourself out or none of yeah. that shit. Like, so like, whereas I feel like people of other races can build a career off of being a fan of Michael Jackson. You know what I'm saying? They can right. they can build because they have the room to like be like, I don't need to make all the money I can possibly make right now because I'm still gonna be able to eat whether I work or not. Exactly. Black people is like when you turn 18, it's go time. Like right. you need, <laughs> and even before then, you you gotta be figuring out what the hell you gonna do. And you you know what I'm saying? You have to walk into it with a com, you have completely to build, different mindset. Yeah, like a and you have to have a solid ass game plan. Like at, at a very early early stage in life, so a lot of times when it when it be stuff yeah, like that, I'm like, yeah, shout out to my homie. I be I, I be looking <laughs> at white people, and I be like, damn, bro, that's this a it's a luxury that your ass just like carving wood. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like you like <laughs> whittling wood into cool ass shit because right. you know you might you you got enough money or you got enough. Um, you have enough covering to be able to see that project. Yeah, from financial to foundation. I'm you sorry. Have a, Y'all yeah. ever just watch those videos randomly that pop up in your timeline? Yes. That shit get me like 12 in the morning. Yes. Oh, shit. <laughs> what the fuck is he about to carve out of this? <laughs> <laughs> or like the little motherfuckers that be painting shit with their fingers on the little car yeah. and it don't. It you don't know, look like shit until they turn around to you. It's upside down. Like, oh, oh shit. should be having going for like two hours. Yeah, it was Daffy Duck the whole time. What get me is like these cats will find like a a bread cutter from like 1820 off yeah. totally rusted and they just restore it. Yeah. Right. They, Bruh, they yeah. Spend, uh, restore uh, furniture. Bro, they spent $50,000 to restore a bread cutter. <laughs> <laughs> just, to, just to record that one fucking video. <laughs> right. And But the thing is, they budget on uh, House Hunters is $7.8 million. <laughs> right. Like, what the fuck? How do you get... I stack rocks. Oh. <laughs> I hope that that... I, no. I, 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 Brenda I, got a stimulus check. Right. <laughs> Timmy, Timmy teach part time on weekends. <laughs> right. Their their budget is seven point eight million dollars. Like the fuck. Right. I, I hope yes. that that's some something that becomes a byproduct of like just black people having money going forward. Nah, that's, that I think that's what it is. It is a byproduct of success. So that's yeah. that's kind of why I brought it up because it's like you know, it's a thing, and it's like, bro. And I see more and more black people doing it and like, uh, what do you call it? Like, you know, curating the culture and making like historical references to, hey, this is that and this is that and all that stuff. And of course, the Internet helping. But that's one of the things that it ain't necessarily like white history, but it's just like white culture. So we learn about this fucking, I don't know, Sarah, Sarah plain and tall. Like this shit was so unlike not cool. Y'all, am I the only one who had to read that book? Yeah. Okay, so I had to read a book called Sarah Plain and Tall. Shout out to everybody who listened to this and know the name of that fucking title. But I remember we had to read this shit in elementary school. And I'm like, what the fuck? I still don't know what the book about. It's just about a plain-ass white bitch. I don't know. Like, <laughs> Sarah Plain like, and Tall. Because like, you get to. That shit were required reading. I had to do a report on it. So I had to pay attention to this white bitch that I had. I still don't know. <laughs> Sarah Plain and Tall. That's, she had brown hair. And that's like. That's white privilege, like to be plain and tall, like bro. You well, tangentially, this is, you know, this is our uh, third annual Black Love episode. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> let's, let's get to our. They ain't got to be white bitches, you know. <laughs> Damn, brother, man, I don't. Uh, I do know. I do know her by her name. I was gonna say I call her bitch because I don't know about her name, but her name was Sarah. Yeah, we don't call bitches bitches during love. <laughs> <laughs> Not your love episode. 
Like, change up the terminology. <laughs> <laughs> this woman. Yeah, this woman. He Damn. said, we don't call. <laughs> <laughs> we don't call bitches bitches. <laughs> the, the black I appreciate that. You were hurt, son. <laughs> you know, I feel that. That's right. <laughs> This female. <laughs> this woman. This, hey. this woman. Yeah, Y'all sound like Anderson Pack. <laughs> this. <laughs> no. Anyway, this is our Black Love episode for the third year in a row. Man. Yes. What did we do last year for Black Love? Uh, Look, you you don't remember? We had uh we had some guests. We had two. Oh shit. Yeah. yeah. I should know. I was shit. single as fuck and sleep on the couch, wasn't I? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to call. You was like, ah, no, you were snoring on that episode. He was snoring. <laughs> he <hit> you in <laughs> the background. <laughs> he I had I, I don't know. I can't remember. I know You were asleep, that's why you don't remember. Yeah, we <laughs> you had know what I'm saying why I was so tired. It was on You was hanging dream. out the night before? Yeah, he'd be creeping in these streets. Man. What do no the longer. lonely do? Uh, used to creep on oh, yeah. Valentine's disclaimer. Day. Cause I ain't lonely no more. Hey, I ain't gonna lie. I'm happy for you. I, I went to I'm Walmart today you, and buddy. all the jerkers was gone. <laughs> 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 it's a lot of single people. Did you out see there. that meme I shared the other day about the wax employee? The wax. The per- what do they call people? The wax woman. Uh, uh, the wax women. I don't it's know. It's actually a professional term, but she was like, she had basically esthetologist, esthetician, esthetician. I know it was over the S. Wore out because it was Valentine's Day weekend. Let me think. Oh shit! I gotta get this thing waxed. Why not keep that routine up on the regular? Why you gotta wait for Valentine's Day to wax your pussy? No, you, you you skipped the appointment in January, so you only got to get it done once. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like you know when you got an event coming up. Yeah, I got to get it done in February, right. so I can skip a couple weeks. Let the Christmas right, let's, wax. Let's, let's get vulnerable. Any of y'all ever let your girl try some wax on you? Nah, hell no. Nah. I know so, better. So I seen it. My, so clean, clean your clean your minds. My mother waxed my armpit once, and she hurt in the armpit. Yo, bro, because it's so sensitive. Did like, she make it? What you do wrong? No, no, she was just what? What? That was a punishment. Nah, she was just like I had just moved back to Georgia after like college. Oh, this was as an adult. Yeah, I was 23, 23. Gotcha. I had just moved back. So you couldn't call defense. Yeah, weirder and weirder. Continue. Right. So, <laughs> so you couldn't call defense. Yeah, so her and my sister was excited I was it. back and I was like, yo, I gotta unpack, I gotta find my razor, I gotta shave my but we can we can just nair it. I was like, ah, right, you can nair it. And then like they came in, it was like, we can't find a nair. What you mean? You look can't find in there. So they waxed my armpits, but I cried for about four minutes when they left the room. All right, so we got a couple questions. Number one, like why uh, the fuck was you shaving your armpit? That's number one. one. <laughs> well, well, what you was a wrestler or something? He was. <laughs> so I'm cheap. So so we, I my my armpit hair it it grows pretty, like it, it's not hanging out my. It's because you keep shaving it. I mean, even before I sleep, kept shaving it. Like it's it just grows to a certain point. Like and your I, beard and type I, of thing. Yeah, yeah so yeah. I feel like I gotta. I wear more deodorant so when I got a lot of hair, to, so I shave it, oh. so I can wear less deodorant, and the deodorant lasts longer. So when gotcha. the first time you shaved, it was because it was out of control, or because you were just testing to see how it happens. You shaved your armpit. I was no, because it was like, man, you know what? I bet I wear. I was literally my thought was, I bet I wear less deodorant if I have less hair underneath here. Gotcha. All right, my, I put nair under my armpits in like the fourth grade. I was just You had hair in fourth grade? Yeah. Hell no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I was just Oh, so you just don't get no hair now, huh? At all. <laughs> I really don't. You know, you know messed up your armpit. But I don't, I don't grow up. Ball like, ass. <laughs> you know what? You've never been musty before, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sweat glands gone. <laughs> 
You know, man, you be experimenting and shit. So man. the waxing, was it like the, the wax they put on and rip off the wax or they use the strips on you? Yeah, it was the strips. It? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. You so I take it you asked man, the question, so, so you have I, to I, I let I let my um You just got waxed. My beautiful queen try to shit on me about a month ago. When I tell you Hold on, the privates? Oh, trivial. Oh, my Bro. Like, there's two sisters down there. I, my arm I don't know hurts. how they do that shit every other... <laughs> how, how frequently yeah. they want... That shit fucking hurt. She get your taint, too? <laughs> I can't let it get No, I just got... I just got a... <laughs> I tapped out before that happened. <laughs> no, no. She got one pool. Like, half quick. wax. <laughs> no, nah, it's good. It's it straight. It was it's nice straight. and smooth. The one part, the other part was bush. That's why I can't. I'm done. I'm done. I was crying, bro. When I tell you that pain, I've never felt that much pain in my life. And she only did the back wall, the back, the backdrop wall, right? Oh, she didn't get that to the. <laughs> she, I stopped that shit. I was like, no. Jason had the Gumby. Fuck you! <laughs> I'm over here cursing out with a half wax dick and shit. <laughs> <laughs> a half wax ass man. <laughs> hey, they say your meat look big if you wax it. <laughs> it felt nice though. <laughs> 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 hey, I was looking at them thinking about getting one of them. Niggas start whistling. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it's not for a hey, beat. I don't know. What you need to be so you super numb? No, I was going to say, I've been thinking <laughs> about getting one of those lawnmowers. You know, the, oh, yeah, the manscapes. I don't trust putting motors down there. It's either razor or nothing for me at this point. Oh, well, no. Nah, I, I, I use a uh, trimmer. I got a trimmer. I ain't so doing I'm no good. electric down there. I put, a, I put a guard on it. Put the smallest guard, a little .5 oh. or something. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Temp it up. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I didn't caught my... You ever caught yourself before? Hell like, no. Nah. Bro, I ain't going to lie. I never... Never mind. You never I, shaved before. I didn't... I caught myself. Hey, I'm telling you, man, two inches bigger. He looked at the end of the Are you serious? <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> you will never hey, That's why I'm losing all this weight hey. so I can get all my dick back. Like, <laughs> real shit, though. I'm not going to lie. That dick did grow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when I was driving a pep, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. <That's> <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is... This is black men's black love conversation. Hey, yeah, this is black love. We're on the story. We're talking about our dicks. That shit hurt. Nah, we talking about giving our women more dick. Yeah. Don't you women want, want more dick? The best looking yeah. inches possible, right? Right, so exactly. The best looking inches. That's good, yeah. Yeah. yeah so safe yeah. to say I'm going back to my razors. Never again. We, we made a bet, and I wanted to honor the bet. I lost the bet. Damn. That shit hurt. So you're going to lose the bet again so she can do the other half? Oh, hell no. <laughs> hell no. I, I, like, I had to go buy a razor. I went like three days with a, with a half tr- waxed. <laughs> this shit yeah, hurts. I, brave. I've seen, I seen TV. Like, bro, I know it hurts. Yeah, i seen 40-year-old <laughs> version. Back, and I hear y'all stories. Yeah. Oh, I would never. Like, never. Wax? No. Like, I was it the black waxer? Yeah, it was like the one that she melted and then she oh, oh, she got a real one. Oh. She had to s- she ain't do the strip. Not like the strip may not be as bad, but she she had. I mean, it's wax is wax to me, she bro. She it she, on there with the little wooden thing. Yeah, the popsicle stick. She let it dry for a little bit and then she said, "You ready?" I'm over there holding shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I, got, uh, I, I gag was, in my mouth. Man. <laughs> <laughs> you get a wooden spoon. <laughs> I was about to ask if you if you manned up or you if you actually like died. I've never moaned in, in pain so loud in my life. Uh-huh. She was talking shit about you the whole it time. It hurt so much it felt good. Like, oh. Oh, no breeze came through the house. That shit. That shit. I walked out a different man. Hang with like, 
It made me walk a little different. <laughs> I, bro, I couldn't do it. Hey, I did you did it. you look at it afterwards? Hell yeah. You see the little bubs at the end of the hair? <laughs> she said, look at all this stuff. I was like, damn, it's it come from the rut. Like mm-hmm. the rut of the hair be on it. Pull out the, the full hair. Like, yeah. When you shave it, you're just cutting down thin one. They, that that shit pulls out from the root. Um, That's how you avoid any hair bumps and all that shit. Yeah. Um good. We're just gonna ignore Eric. You've never manscaped every day a day in your life. Never. Because I, I mean I don't you got bro, a manscape, bro. Man, I, I don't grow it. a lot of body hair anyway. Because you nair when you was four. <laughs> 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 right. So you you fuck with your whole body hair. Nigga, which was armpit for them everything else. That's why your beard don't grow in right <laughs> Pro tip. Nair when you four. beard having that. Nigga, fuck them his whole genetic scale. One bad decision. So all the kids listen if you don't want to deal with body hair when you grow up. Hey, he even had no hair when he did this shit. Like, right. <laughs> he thought it was lotion. Hey, nigga, this bear. Ooh, mommy's not here. <laughs> Keep an eye on your kids, man. You acquired this shit too, but you had no clue you what you were doing. You was quiet. Like, I bet. That's why he got no rebuttal. He know he guilty. <laughs> Just in the plan. What? <laughs> you put on your mom mascara too, did you? Hell no. <laughs> what else did you do? <laughs> that was it. That, that was, was it. Just it. in there. <laughs> but I'm a. I've been. I've been. I've been wanting to try it for the first hey, time. I, try it once if you don't like it, and see if no matter your girl see how she likes it. That's yeah. that's the biggest. Yeah. Unless you with a girl who don't care. Like I was legit was with a girl and I manscaped more than she took care of her stuff. And she's like, oh, you all fresh and clean. I'm like, you all woofed up. <laughs> <laughs> I guess Ooh. I guess one reason why I ain't never did it, because I ain't never had nobody, you know, be like they that. Care. Yeah, that want that's they said so that's what they wanted. They won't. I found that they won't request it. But if you do it, they, they like, like it. okay. They like it. Damn. But they don't have to worry about the hair being all on the tongue yeah. and shit. Okay, yeah. I gotta. I'm not. I'm not, no I'm, <laughs> I'm not eating no wolfy pussy. I'm sorry. I'm not eating no wolfy pussy. No, if it's wolfy, I'm not eating. Yeah, I, I eat some wolfy pussy. Gotta get a steak knife. I'm not. I'm not dividing the hair with a comb. I eat some. Relive the police and my name Moses. I'll part that dead. See, relive some seventies, seventies porn. Just like that shit's been hairy as fucking them porn. Oh my god, braid the shit up. Everybody get locks in there. That shit was disgusting. Got barrettes. That shit's disgusting. I braided your initials. Right. When I say wolf, I mean like that's about some real hairy shit. I'm not. I'm sorry. Man. Nah, because then that way you could just grab the hair instead of trying to spread like the lips. I don't even like my finger just... down there to rub it. Just imagine grabbing the hair to pull. Yeah, just... <laughs> lifting the hood. Oh, you hear the hair? Oh, you hear? this is this the first time we all. Can we say this on the podcast? Yeah. We, we all been in a relationship at the same, at the same time. time. Yeah. Yeah. That's the reason in a relationship. You know, the poem, he probably got a life partner. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you do, you, you need we, got, we got an agreement. Nah, is, relationship. Is, a relationship is a relationship. Shit, this is my soulmate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, when we started, nobody Hopefully. had a girlfriend. I had one. Twan was right. the only I was thinking, one. but I didn't know the timeline. My bad. Twan yeah. was the only one. And yeah. Damn. Can, and then can the, y'all see, bro? And then Napoleon, and then yeah. me, the area. Yeah. yeah, this three years, three years we've been doing this podcast. So, man. fellas, if you if you need to get in a relationship real quick, start a podcast with your homie. <laughs> yeah. 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 If you're looking for a meaningful relationship, <laughs> fuck a psychologist. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you just, you just work it out with your homie, and then you know, figure it out. 
Hey, but it's funny though because we're talking about we've talked about dating on here. Yeah, several times from different. Our first Valentine's episode was with the polyamorous couple. Yep. Yeah. Our first Black Love episode. Yeah. Oh. I like to call it Black Love and not Valentine. Yeah. Yeah, it is Black Love. You know, we celebrate all type of Black Love. Yeah. Yeah. That still go down as like the most um, popular episode people recall. I feel like people just so many fucking quotes from that shit. I was so cool. <laughs> I mean, no, nah, that was a love movie. What's your favorite love movie? <laughs> <laughs> hey. What's the answer again? Friday. 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 Next Friday. Oh, next Friday. Juice. Yeah, <laughs> anything that was hey, not when, love. When he said you got the juice now, I just cried a little bit. I was, <laughs> I was so happy. Hell <laughs> yeah, nah. So about y'all relationships, let's talk about them. All right. What my question is. What's the hardest part about being in a relationship? Hold up, but before before that, you said about your relationship, about our relationship. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to... I'm gonna talk about mine. Right. So I'm talking, you know, I'm talking <laughs> to y'all. Hey, you know, that, that man in love, y'all. Listen, that man, I'm gonna talk about mine. He had his arms out. He's proud. The pool, <laughs> talk about That's shit. not his style. Man. He's like, I'm ready to share it with the world. I'm gonna talk about. He wasn't mine. hiding this girl from the world. <laughs> I was Smart man said that nigga had the most secret relationship for the longest. Like, boy, that boy would deflect. If I never met her, I would not believe you. <laughs> <laughs> he making up. He lied. Um, but the, the, the funny shit about Napoleon, he always want to know about what, everybody else. Yeah. Bro, every time about relationships, hold on, relationships. <laughs> yeah. so. oh, the hardest part. Yeah, hardest part about a relationship. <laughs> Hardest part about a relationship being with somebody who won't open up. <laughs> <laughs> now back to you again. <laughs> nah, uh, I'll go first, man. The I say as uh, the hardest part of a relationship is the. Hey, that was my birthday. Sorry, that was your birthday. Six twenty-three. Yep. All right, that's what's up. Everybody okay. know. Shout out to Eric sorry. on his birthday. All right, All right cool. Gemini, I'm, I'm sorry, Tony. I yeah, he went to the nice voice and everything. Yeah, like, he had bad. set the stage. I'm gonna change my answer. The hardest part is having somebody listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> the hardest part is trying to talk and motherfucker tell oh, it was my birthday. Fucking <laughs> 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 ADD <laughs> ass nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> that shit was so important. <laughs> Yeah, that very uh, much. We talked about ADD too. By the way, we did. We really did talk about ADD. Disclaimer: Eric been drinking. <laughs> if you drink more often, you wouldn't have stuff like this going on. We be used to it. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> My bad, Twice. Oh, giggling ass. Look at you. <laughs> what you been drinking? That wine, right? Yeah. Oh man. All right, yeah. So Twine, you go ahead. All right, it'll be the ever changing dynamics of it, man. You know, going from. Uh, I, you know, I was in a long distance relationship and then she moved to Atlanta and like three weeks later we got married. So it was like living together is a stage and then living together as husband and wife is a stage and then being actually married. And, you know, because I feel like when you're in a long distance relationship, you always try to put your best foot forward. But mm-hmm. then it, it, I feel like and you, you can you can speak to this. It's different when you don't have nowhere else to go. Like, you know, what I'm saying if, you, yeah. if you're visiting from out of town, you know, you can always go home. But, you know, if. Once you're living together, like this is this is it. You know, what we I'm have saying? a problem. Like, you can go in another room for a little bit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna see me? I'm gonna walk past the door <laughs> several times, looking for a conversation, and see who bites first. You know what I'm saying? The dumb shit you do when you arguing, living together. Oh my god, bro. I'm sorry, I mean, cut you. No, off. no, that's real though. That shit is so fucking like I, I'm divorced, <laughs> happily divorced, right? <laughs> um, but when you live with somebody and y'all are not fucking eye to eye, oh my god, there's nowhere to go. 
You I mean because you can't you can leave or get a refreshment. You not you but you to eventually got to come. Home. Home. You have to come home now. If you decide not to come home, that's a whole other problem. You're in the elevator too. Yeah. No matter what the fuck happens, you come home. So when you like you can be pissed off no matter what. It'd be the smallest shit too when you when you shacked up. Oh my god, <sighs> motherfucker, leave a bowl of cereal in your, with the cereal in the sink. Like bitch, what the fuck? Is this? <laughs> <laughs> You're not calling these bitches bitches. My bad. My bad. It was a phase. My bad, bitches. Nah, maybe the dumbest shit, but that's, that shit hard as fuck. But continue with you going. Nah, on. that's that's why I threw it up to you as a live. Yeah. Do your great, you don't have my, no, you yeah. don't have that, the space, like this right. Is my anger interpretation. <laughs> God damn it! Still a quarter half a milk. No, shit. I'll go next. So I'm gonna give it like a two part answer. Um, the biggest one, the foundation of every relationship should be communication. So it's all it's the biggest challenge, but it's also the biggest reward. Like when your communication is mm-hmm. on point. Your relationship goes so many fucking places. And of course, when your communication is not where to go, it's really challenged with the two of you. That's how you know if y'all are really meant for each other. If y'all can get through those difficult times and have the communication foundation to fix it, it's just beautiful. But if you in them situations where communication is completely lost, when you get one person sees red, the other one sees black, y'all butting heads a waste. But the other thing, the biggest challenge for real, and this goes from dating to marriage, <clears throat> is making sure you continue to date each other. Like, same feeling mm. you have for that woman when you met her, you was trying to get her attention, get her to give you some play, whether it was sex or just take you, let her say, let's go on a date, spend time together. Just the effort you put into that shit from the jump, you have to compete with yourself forever. Well, as soon as you stop doing it, now you're hitting the complacent level. Y'all ain't going to grow together. You've changed. Mm-hmm. Right. You don't do this no more. So, like, find ways to motivate yourself to still want to. Like, even, like, the common shit men do for women, holding a door. Or making plans, hey babe, hey, dinner's on me. I got this. The little things you can do to make a woman feel like that. He really has my best interest. So for me, that the challenge is always continuing. Like, how do I outdo myself before? One thing we're not doing in my relationship, we're not doing the Valentine's Day thing. Oh, we, okay. I'm, I've always been like this, but it's never. I've never had a partner that was on my level. <clears throat> if, I, if I'm showing you love, three sixty five or three sixty four, why do I need to make one certain day? Special for you. Like, All right, two, two, two things. Uh, one, y'all seen how he shit on every other bitch he was with? And I'm not saying bitch in a bad way. I'm saying bitch in a good way in this term. Bitch. He was like, I've never you been with a bitch. bitch. I've never been with a woman I'm who's I'm been on my level before. Hey, I'm sorry, my old, all my old bitches. <laughs> Nothing personal. Never been with a Especially woman. My baby mamas. I'm sorry, it's a joke. No. I never been with a woman who's on. And then second thing, that's a that's a good topic. I do want to get into that a little bit. Not necessarily later. I just want to transition because I want to see what Eric got to say since he uh, is the newest in the yeah. relationship. And then you should answer as well. And no, I'm definitely going. <laughs> <laughs> I'm you gonna get that question? I got the transition already lined up. <laughs> I was like, damn, he like Eric shit new, so he ain't really got shit to say on nah, this topic, nah. So we gonna go on to the next. Nah, it's not even that. Know. It's literally perspective. Because oh, the second thing was uh, nah, I grew from that shit. That's that's it's very growth. insightful. Yeah, 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 you, you, have, you really yeah. want your shit to take wings? Like right now, I'm in the happiest I've ever been with somebody. Yeah. And really? by that shit, I meant the shit that Jason said. I grew. Yeah. If you really push yourself to want to do better, and you can see the other one, be, the woman be happier and happier. It's like. I was learning from my mistakes. I, I was the king of like, shit, I'm not doing that shit no more. <laughs> Fuck, I look like. <laughs> well, you know, that's, I think that's one of the, the easiest ways that relationships die. Because I feel like you get to the place where you like, you start resenting people. And like, or you start feeling like, especially when you feel like somebody has done you wrong. You're like, I'm not going to do this small shit no more because... 
for whatever reason. And then, like, that's when the relationship dies. It tanks. Right. It started. Yep. That's, but, that's the end of the demise. Yeah. Or start for, of the demise. For me, I think the hardest the hardest part is it. I hate to echo the communication thing, but it is like all all, all my life. We'll try to. Get I it. had to fight. <laughs> <laughs> all my life, I've been hearing the communication thing, so I just always talk about everything, right? I always do it, but the thing about it is. Like, you not only have to talk about everything, you have to talk about it in a way that works for the person you're in a relationship with. Because mm-hmm. it's like, you you know, we and honesty is important, but you still have to tell that truth in a receivable way. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You can't just be like, you know what? I don't want to do this today. Because <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That might be how you feel. That might be your truth. But, like, saying it like that will invite a whole nother energy that you have to address. So like I would just say in a new relationship is just learning how to actually speak in a way that that person receives because you knew, you know, y'all don't, you know what I'm saying? Y'all haven't, you haven't like just learned the things that do yeah. trigger them and don't trigger them. Like the things that do trigger you and don't trigger you. And like, you know, just kind of like, Figuring those things out over time because there's going to be, like, different things that you talk about that, like, it's, you know. You got to find out how to have those tough conversations. Yeah. You have to be uncomfortable. People people stress learning each other's love language. But you also got to learn. Don't look at me like. No, I got you. You also got to learn how they learn in their communication style. Personalized communication. Yeah. Yeah. Because if, say, say she's a visual learner. And you're like, hey, do it this, you know, you're like, hey, just just put the thing in the thing. She, well, you got to show her, you know, right. that she's never going to accept that. Right. Yeah, no, personalized communication is huge. And I actually just learned, this was recently, uh, where I had, we, had, I had a, we had a situation where I was giving advice on something. My intentions is like to help her, but not realizing like the way I'm going about giving the advice, it was actually being more detrimental. So I, I was, and, and this is something I've been struggling with previous relationships, most of my life, I could be willing to help somebody. Because I'd be so passionate, investing, like trying to help them get better. You start, they start taking it a certain way. But damn, this is turning argumentative. No, I'm passionate about you, babe. I want you to be good. Right. Nah, that's a big problem for Mm me. But since I'm talking about myself, I'm going to say my biggest hurdle, or not even my biggest hurdle, but a big hurdle since we are in Atlanta and y'all did give wonderful, great, very concise and mature answers. Mine <laughs> is not having hoes, bro. <laughs> like not having hoes is a it's it tell me it's not a problem. Not a problem in a relationship, oh but it's a hurdle. No. This is why, why are you looking at me saying this? <laughs> no, no, I'm looking at all y'all. Not having hoes. I'm Look, looking at everybody. Hey, listen here, baby. I don't have hoes. I'm not saying I, I got hoes. I ain't saying I got hoes. I'm just saying. Yo, like, that's not the biggest flex. Yeah, the biggest, the biggest problem I really I had to give up all my hoes, bro. My Monday through Wednesday's gone. Hey, but you know what? I, I'm just saying. I appreciate you, you saying that. I'm, now I understand why you don't always share. <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. Yo. Nigga, can we drop a bomb on that motherfucker? Yeah, damn. I'm just fucking with you, bro. Nah, but I'm just saying, like, honestly, as a man in Atlanta and stuff like that, not having hoes, like I felt like that. I feel like that's a big transition from being in a relationship 
to like not being like when you in a dedicated monogamous relationship or whatever you in like you being with this person is like pretty much like you were saying like the house and you leave but it ain't never no mm-hmm. something else like as a dude in Atlanta a lot of times I just be like oh this bitch tripping let me go fuck with my other bitch but now that I have a woman and it ain't no bitches it's like oh okay like all right cool or even if even if it's not even about having another chick to go talk to it's like oh she tripping she about to uh flash out let me let me go ahead and start finding something else because i see where this going she's wanting this or she's saying that so you just go find it's easy to find another chick or you getting upset it's easy to just redirect that energy into something else so and i'm saying that because i know we in atlanta and they always talk about the eyes and Blah, blah, blah. And if it was, you know, women, not necessarily if it was women here on the podcast, but just I know shit that other men and other women can relate to because it's a thing. Like being in a relationship is saying, hey, I'm going to be dedicated. I'm going to talk to this person. Yeah, it's a commitment. Mm -hmm. So it's like understanding that commitment, saying like, hey, I'm going to talk to this person, whether I'm upset or whether we not or all that good stuff, rather than just saying, nah, I'm going to just, well, I'm going to go to the club or I'm going to go to the bar. I'm going to hop on Tinder and finna hop on whatever and then just swipe and find me a new one. Like that's, it's a commitment. So let me ask you this. You think the pandemic helped you not to have other women or hoes? Bitches. <sighs> Scallywags. <laughs> <Wags. laughs> Jesus. <laughs> what are <the> charlatans? <laughs> Harlots. <laughs> Jezebel. <laughs> um, Cause you know, as somebody who, was married throughout the entire pandemic, well, most of the pandemic. I, I don't know what the dating scene is like. Yeah. And oh, I'll tell you how that shit. Works. I, I mean, nah, I, 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 I know y'all can tell me, but I was so. Yeah. So, do you think that would help people not to have, you know, Jezebels? Man, and I feel like it's more so of a personal thing too, because I mean, at the end of the day, it's like it's to, thinking back, but uh, it was more so of a like, hey, I'm. Snacks and meals. I know it sounds cliche, but it's like, bro, if you sitting up here snacking on like chips and all this shit, it's cool. It fill you up for a minute, but then if you like eating a meal, you gonna like sit down. Like, okay, I'm gonna go back, grab a bag of chips and some Cheetos and all this, all these other bags of chips. This shit easy to get, easy to eat, but you ain't full. But it ain't fulfilling. It ain't fulfilling, and it ain't all that good shit. But if I'm gonna make me, but if I'm gonna make me. A whole steak dinner with the side of, you know, asparagus, broccoli, nutrients. Yeah, you got all your nutrients, mm-hmm. you preparing, you you know what I'm saying, all that good stuff. So it's like time that you put into it and it, it it's fulfilling. It's you rewarding. feel like it's yeah. rewarding. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. the old folks say, we barbecuing a meal doing. Yeah, exactly. There we yeah, go. Meal doing barbecue. You're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, he, he brought up a, an interesting point. So like with the I'll be honest, so when the pandemic hit, I feel like as far as dating, it cut out all the unnecessary shit. Because yeah. a lot of women, they they start having like little mini goals they want from people that they're going to go out with. Oh, yeah, he need to take me here or do this <laughs> with me. Instead of like, just get straight to the point. Just kick it. Let's fuck. <laughs> and then go about your business. And we can be cool or we don't have to be. So I feel like that was beneficial. Like It, it stopped all the unnecessary. You knew up front whether or not such a person was going to be a long-term kickback with you or she was just here for the night. And you knew there was zero chance as opposed to like normal, like it's not even normal yet, but let's say 2019 when we first got this jump in, like it was then you really had to plan shit out, right? 
Yeah. So I, I put like in 2020, I was meeting motherfuckers at Krispy Kreme parking lot. Having, <laughs> <laughs> I ain't had to break no money. Having like, my I, way. Yeah, just having my way. It was simple. We got to get got to know each other, but like I didn't have to go through all the extra shit to, to um, impress you because I wasn't. We weren't allowed to. <laughs> <laughs> so take it to the, the, the bar and shit. It's, it's funny for me because like. Niggas said, because we weren't allowed to. Real funny, didn't he? Like, he was like, hold on, we're not allowed to. Like, no, they said. Can we do something? Bitch, the shit's closed. Like, <laughs> you better take this fucking Krispy Kreme party line and chill the fuck out. So you bought a dozen donuts. I didn't even buy the donuts. <laughs> it was like the, nu- the neutral spot. <laughs> it was equal distance. I will shot meet you at the corner. Right. Donut before you do nut. Okay, it got it. It did allow me to actually. I focused more in on who the person was at the time. And and then, of course, ironically, when shit started opening back up, my ass meet somebody, and I, <laughs> I fall in relationship. So now I, I jumped into that circle like, God damn, I got to take you out. <laughs> hey, man, listen, that's it's a similar situation because, like, I had, okay, so right before the pandemic, the p- pandemic had pissed me off because I had literally just hit my stride. Like at post the relationship, oh, I was um retail. Yeah, like I had hit my stride. I was like going on dates with multiple chicks. Like you know, like that was that was like my coming out. Mm-hmm. And the pandemic happened like two months later, and I'm like, <gasps> and he, had, he had the fur coat and everything. <laughs> <laughs> he did. Yes. He was his peak. Fur coat. The, the gold gray. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was. He was a little reckless, little side. <laughs> That whole bonfire Eric bonfire. and Rita Eric. Oh, was a, <laughs> he was a savage. Yeah, that was, that, that was a nice little face. He was out here looking like Snow Patrol, man. <laughs> Super fly as hell. <laughs> My boy said Snow Patrol. I have furs, man. <laughs> You did like an extra out of the show power. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you had that jacket out. Like, this nigga, like, he's straight from a TV show. Just going to tell what I know. <laughs> you saw him in the club. What was the club? Ghost on? Like, you was a mainstay in truth, bro. <laughs> Hey, talking to a young man. Hey, let me holler at you right quick. Yeah, that was so, a good time, though, man. No. It was. It was a very fun time. And and it's, it's crazy because getting into this relationship, like, I think right before that, for the first time in life, I was like, I ain't worried about a relationship. Like I ain't, I ain't even trying to get in a relationship. I'm trying to buy a house. I ain't trying to go on no dates, none of that stuff. Like I'm, I'm really focusing on my money, but I just, I just like the shit. I slipped into the shit. I get it. I was notorious. Emotionally unavailable. That yeah. was my that was my two <laughs> words that followed that came. If you fucked with me, I've told you up to your face before you open your legs. Like hell, probably right after I got your number. Hey, just let you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna take your number, I'm but I'm emotionally unavailable. Big Rams on Instagram. I got two kids, divorced, but I'm emotionally unavailable. Take lots of time. <laughs> the, the, the messed up part is is that you know you. You ran through one of my, one of our friends, <laughs> and, uh, and and that person will be like, "Yeah, he told me A, B, C, and D, and he's not available." It's so many words. Always, <laughs> and I was like, "I'm not. I wasn't gonna lie to him about this." I was shit. like, "Well, he, what, well, he, it is what it is." So he got like, I've been on to the, the pinnacle. Table. You know, the pinnacle's supposed to get married. Like, what, what the fuck more can I get to? <laughs> I've been there. So what's the point? Of me lying? So I low key. I don't know. Hey, that's but, an interesting perspective. But continue. But I was like, well, he he put everything out there. So you gonna cry on an audible? You know what I'm <laughs> hey, listen. 
That's how I felt. Like you, I'm telling you straight up, like you have zero chance. Like even my girlfriend I, now. I shouldn't have said ran through. That sounded bad. Yeah, you did put me on like. <laughs> I looked at Air like, who's man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was one. I tried to tell everybody, yeah, you ran through a couple. Of, I was like, whoa. I, did, I said a mutual. No, friend. he said a mutual friend, but it's, I didn't know how to. <laughs> which one are you talking about? <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> You see how that works? <laughs> I, I said, hey, he said multiple choice. Nah. Right. I didn't, yeah. I didn't know how to clean it up, so you know I ran mean? through it. I just stayed off because the, the best yeah. way to be was to be straight up, even now. But like, so fast forward, and I told my current woman, like, hey, yeah, I'm emotionally unavailable. But what caught me, like, she didn't get pushy, she didn't get impatient, and she didn't start acting funny. And that shit. For somehow like, it was attracted to you. Yeah. Shit, oh shit! <laughs> you gonna wait it out with me? Eric was there the whole drink. Yeah, yeah she's good. Trust me. I'm like, and then one day it just hit me. I like, actually, I really like this chick. Like, started to stop all the other bullshit going on. So that Andre three thousand start playing. The love below album. All on the wrong note. Hey, I was good at first. Yeah, I was wrong at first. Hey, you know I can't stand you from the very beginning, but you know. You know All right, what? let's take it back. So you asked the question, what's the worst thing? What's your favorite thing about being in a relationship? We're going to start with you, sir. Oh, my you. favorite thing. <sighs> it provides. So once again, it provides focus. Mm. Or I don't think I said that. But yeah, it provides focus. Being in a relationship, most definitely one, you, it, it's fulfilling. It provides focus. It gives you like, you know, the emotional, like you always got, you got to, friend or a person whatever you want to call them that like am i tripping or am i not tripping like you can talk about shit that's going on at work it's somebody that you can always call like the consistency is the thing and then um it, to me it provides focus i ain't got to worry about all this other shit because i will say when you got hoes you got like a lot of headaches bro hoes oh be God. flaking be annoying. yeah <laughs> it's like managing personalities is fucking annoying as shit exactly bro. It's like, bro. They need clingy. They got fucking anger issues. This motherfucker ex- entirely too happy. Like, bro, you shouldn't be this happy. Or they mad. You ain't doing enough to make me happy. What like, about bro? managing a personality during a pandemic? Because as you said, there's nothing available. They know oh, you're working from home. God. Why can't you <laughs> answer the phone? Right. Bro. Can Ooh. I come over? Like, no. You work in your quarters. <laughs> you work in mine. I just saw you, bro. Like, you got a quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> People start wanting to spend a night so frequently because it's like niggas know. Right. They be trying shit like, oh, I'm going to get away with this because if I get away with this, they like me. Like, no, you can't get away with this. And oh I don't like God. it. Like, women be. Uh, why do. They do that shit. Bro. They be testing you. They be testing you about yeah. all the shit. Yeah, like, nerve for Eric, boy. You start putting phone down. Oh. Right. <laughs> right. This nigga looking around, nah, looking up they, in the air, can't even. Because, I, I mean, I understand why they do it. It's just so frustrating when you, like, a good nigga. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's, <laughs> it's, it's so frustrating when you, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, first of all, when it comes to me and being in a relationship, I don't got the energy to play no games. Like I just in the, in life, I just don't have the energy to to be like lie to you and then follow up with the lie or continue to like facilitate the lie. So I'm gonna just be honest with you from the beginning because it's like especially in the space that I'm in in life right now, like I'm changing so much about my life. I just don't have the energy to do the extra shit. So. Like to be tested, to be road tested, and sometimes that shit can be like, it can 
it can turn into a thing that is painful. You know what I'm saying? Because it's how? like painful. How? Because it's like the testing never stops. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like now they'll ask you something and you'll be like, yes, this is my perspective. And but they still have to test you. <laughs> Keep going. They still have to test you a hundred times on that same concept. Like yeah. I had a I had a situation completely break down in the past because person kept asking me like what could I be there to be supportive? And I'm like, yes, and I'm also doing it, but they're still asking me the question. So I'm getting frustrated because now I'm internalizing it. Like, does it not look like I'm supporting you? Does does this yeah. not feel like support? Am I not supporting you? Like does the support not just show you that? But you know that's the that's the that's the past or whatever. But nah, they, they I ain't met a woman that that didn't test me about something. Nah, they're gonna test you. But nah, that's why I feel like the focus that a relationship provides is a thing. You know, it it gives you I don't know. And then you know you you get to clearly you get to make somebody else happy, and that's always the thing. It sounds super cheesy, uh-huh. but. Yeah, you get the. I mean, even like not saying, not saying a girlfriend is charity or anything like that. No, nah, no, nah, it's but important. It's like that you know when you give to somebody else, yeah. it's like you get you getting too. So it's yeah. like, oh shit, I made it. Like you get to be happy that you made somebody else happy, or you got this right, or like aha, I fucked you up, or in my head, it's like aha, I fucked you up. You didn't know I knew, but I knew, and that type shit. So yeah. you know, you I now, enjoy now, shit like that. Now people. People, I think, take for granted or think that it's a problem that that you get like a a major part of giving is getting the like the praise for it. It's like getting the excitement like you get as a giver, you're getting the euphoria from seeing somebody receiving it. And like like you said, like in a relationship it's a safe if you're in a good relationship, right? Yeah. <laughs> in a, like it's a safe space for you to give to somebody who you know they're not just taking. Exactly, like, and yeah, that's it's a safety in that I can do this shit, and then it's like I can love the way. Yeah, that's that's one of my favorite. Things I can go about, big. Yeah, that's one of my favorite things about my relationship right now. It's like because in in all of my other relationships, it felt like you know like. I don't want to say everybody was using me, but like there was definitely something they received on a high level from being in a relationship with me. Not saying I had a lot of money or anything like that, but I'm a very caring person. It was beneficial to be with you. Right. So you right. made them homes better. All right, keep going. Right. You, you know what I'm saying? But it wasn't a thing that they could reciprocate because right. wherever wherever they were in life and like in this relationship, it's not it's not on that level. It's like we can, we can, you know, we have an ebb and flow. Like it's, I can give it to her and she can give it to me. Like, like we have a, the same love language. So like, mm-hmm. like, um, my love language is words of affirmation. So like she affirms me it's all the time too. and I affirm her all the time versus trying to be in a relationship with somebody whose love language is, Acts of service, or now that is one of my love languages too. Because anyway, uh, cake, 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 yeah, we ain't going all into cake, 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 cake. <laughs> but like, like you know, what was, 
What's gifts? Is gifts a yeah yeah? yeah. Gifts. Like Steven somebody gifts. somebody will give you gifts when you need to hear words of affirmation, and it don't always it don't always equal the what, same. What you're trying to say is most people do their love language the way like like if my love like your friends your yeah. love language is uh, words of affirmation, so you will affirm people yeah uh, because that's the way you want to be loved right. But since y'all have the same love language, it's easier for y'all because both y'all love to affirm each other, and that's the way y'all like right. To because it. I can I yeah. can I can give what I. You know, yeah, like yeah. a lot of times we live by example. Like, like my mom is a my mom, her love language is gifts, and she give gifts often because she loves to receive gifts. Yeah, yeah. And then some people be like, Man, why your mom was trying to give me something? Like that's her love language. She loves receiving gifts, so therefore she loves giving gifts. Yeah, and that's yeah. also I think that's important that we also understand that that's not a problem either. Like mm-hmm. meaning like cause you know, like a part of how we were raised is like treat people how you want to be treated, right? Right. And that was that was I feel like drilled into us as human beings, right? Mm-hmm. But now it's like everybody is telling you, don't treat me how you want to be treated. Treat me how I want to be treated. And it's like, well, I could get to that if you treat me. <laughs> <laughs> if you look at what I'm doing and do that for me, right? And you know, so now I don't have to teach you anymore. Like right. I don't have to. I don't have to expel any more energy telling you. And showing you what my love language is, I can just experience it because you give me that now. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, whatever your love language is, if you do the same, if you show me what it is that you need me to do to make you feel loved, I can do that. And like, you know, and then that's when it becomes this like, I feel like this greater thing, you know, but I again, I feel like people are like, you know, Either they want you to do it up front or they like they don't like the fact that you teaching them how to love you because maybe they don't feel like they can love you in that way. Or maybe they don't feel like you should be loved in that way. And that's I think that's been difficulty in past. Yeah, I think most social media relations, most people who are who are influenced directly with social Mm -hmm. media. Yeah, are are living life on the internet and forget that it's right here in front of you. Yeah. So the internet is telling me that you're supposed to take me to Dubai on the second, on the second <laughs> date. You know what I'm saying? Why haven't you taken me to right. Dubai? Or, or fly on a private jet. You know what I'm saying? You know, the internet told Birkin me that bag. you're supposed to buy me Birkin bags and, and mm-hmm. give me cash money. Bro, you know what I, I, I was, I, you know, all these songs be like, you deserve a Birkin. And I'm like, why? Cause she fine. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's where, like, kind of like our culture has yeah. moved. And, like, people believe that. Like, people believe that, like, I, and, and that's a, I, I think that's a problem in a lot of past relationships is that the person walks into the room feeling like they deserve you to do all of these things, but don't have to give you all of those things. And that's, like. That's not what this relationship is for me. It's like I have you got that fifty fifty love. Yeah. Teddy Pendergrass was singing about. Yeah, like I gotta, I gotta. I'm into a person who's equally into me. You not know, what seven I'm saying? thirty, not right. eight or twenty. You got that fifty fifty love. So, Jason, answer answer your own question. Um, mine <clears throat> favorite couple, thing. Favorite thing. Oh, it's hard to choose one. I'm gonna try. Uh, the overall journey. Oh. Boy, that boy said we got that good thing over there, boy. Oh, it's the overall journey. Like you think about how where you was before you met them and where you are now. Like when you find real a, a good relationship, like 
they're supposed to help you grow and mature. And I can just look at things that's happened since I've met this individual to where I'm at now. I love the growth that not only I've made, but how we've made. Also, right. I love being able to trust. I'm not a trusting type cat at all. I, I, I have trust issues. I got trust so, issues. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that I'm able to trust her, like I'm talking about true trust, not like conditional trust. I'm talking about true, unfiltered, vulnerability, vulnerable trust. I have that. That's something I don't think I've ever had. I, we don't even argue. Like The situations we run into... This be shit this have to come with time with any relationship, to be honest. Right. And the way we're able to talk shit out, have those uncomfortable conversations, that's the biggest, oh, my God. So much stuff you may bury inside yourself because you don't want to say it out loud or to say it for whatever reason, whether you, you lied about something in your past, you're hiding something, or you're just uncomfortable with the thought of it. That's I love that, all that. So it all embodies growth in the journey. So I can, we can always reminisce now. Me and her be like, damn, you remember what this night? Like, the night I met her, I was with you. Yeah. I was there. Yeah. And you, it's, you there. didn't come that night. I wasn't there. Yeah, he was. I think he was married already. That's probably why. Twenty twenty. No, he he was October definitely married. But I think I don't. It was why? spontaneous. It was definitely spontaneous. And I think I don't think I was invited either, guys. No, no, you was invited. No, 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 guys. Yeah. I, you know, y'all got your private chat too. So. No. Oh yeah, that's right. We didn't invite you because nah, bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, we private, never chat, had a- private chat was without um <laughs> <laughs> We were all in the private chat. <laughs> I'm sorry, hey. Shout out to the boy. Damn, you were saying something. Oh, hold on, the night y'all met. Oh, yeah, yeah baby, we was all there. Like I, I wasn't I was in that zone up to my emotionally unavailable. So she got the same thing for me. Like, hey, you know, you cool. I like what I see. I like the conversation, but like I don't see no future out of shit. To be honest, but then get to current day, like I can't see enough. Can't imagine like the rest of my life playing out where she's not in there somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's through through marriage or if it's through like just a lifelong friendship. I feel mm. it. I feel That'd be the worst case scenario. I just can't see that, that, that this individual not being a part of it. So that's my favorite part, man. I could be fully trust somebody that's not family. And I know they have my best interest. Not even just my best interest. They have my children's best interest. Like, what the fuck? Like, that shit is not easy to come by. Yeah, yeah it's not. Twan? I should have went before this nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I know Jason been dropping jewels, but I'm like, hold on now. Yeah, I'm gonna have to listen. Like, can I re go Dubai you know again? Like, can we start calling him HJ? Happy Jason. <laughs> bro, I swear. Like, yeah. But I would say that uh, selfishly, the best part. Of my relationship is that uh, that's the question, right? The best part of the relationship, yeah, yeah. yeah. Favorite, favorite part, favorite, favorite, yeah. my favorite thing that, that I didn't even realize, but now I'm, I'm more, I'm still immature as hell, but I'm more mature. Like my credit score is up, well, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like added after authorized users over. Here. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I didn't, I didn't, I have a I, like I've always had a savings account, but now I have money like <laughs> a substantial amount of because it's like yo, I got. Another human being helping you out. You know what I'm saying? Not only helping yeah. me out, but like advice. I, I, our, 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 my goal is to grow old with her. So I was like, all right. So maybe I shouldn't eat out today. Maybe I should actually just go home and cook even though I don't feel like it. So I can have this bread, or maybe I should be putting more, putting more money to the side on payday after I pay the bill. So we can, so we have, so we can do stuff in the future. Like you know, yeah. I'm in the past when it was just me. It was like, all right. Uh, do stuff in the future or experience a great moment right now, and right now always one. Yeah, right. Rent check, me check. Rent check, me check. Right, yeah. bro. That was my life. It, it got to the point to where I always joke with my coworkers like, "Oh man, you don't you don't know when payday is because you got bread." You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I woke up one morning. It's like, man, I got paid today. I didn't even. 
Uh, <laughs> I got bread. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah. it was just, it's just one of those things. It was like, damn, my credit score up. I, I got a savings account. I'm, I'm like, I'm doing future investments. Like I bought, I heard Google's going to split soon, so I bought Google stock. Like, Bro, oh wow, yes, yeah. Google is going to split. Yes, I, mean, I didn't buy a whole stock. You know, you didn't. Oh no, nah. like, it was like twenty two hundred. Okay, it's like twenty five. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I put two hundred down. <laughs> Nah, that's what's up. Hey, that's something. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't, I didn't, I used to have to save up to buy $200 worth of stock back in the day. Nah, yeah. that's what's up. You're dropping I, some gems for real. Like, when you find somebody that has your best interest, like, the shit that changed, like, I, the, my credit's going up. Goddamn, my debt has gone down. I've been paying shit off. I thought I would never pay. I, I was missing seven years, man. Fuck yeah. you. <laughs> I wait seven years, this shit yeah. gonna fall. Now, like, nah, let me get this debt out of here. Bro, I, I just looked at my credit card, and the balance went up, like, three times since, like, December. I was like, bro, like, mm-hmm. like when, you, when, you, when you have, like, no balance on your credit card, they're like, well, let, let me throw more money at him so he will... Potentially spend more money, we get more interest out of him. Right, right, right. But all that's doing if you're not spending the credit card, that's keeping your that's rate that's lowering your debt to income ratio. Yeah, right. So it's and your utilization and your utilization. Yeah. My utilization is it was at like thirty, like twenty percent. I was like at five percent because they keep raising. Damn, that's what's up. They keep raising the uh the limit. So it's like just and, and things like that. I didn't think or care about. I cared about it, it but wasn't a priority. It wasn't a priority. It wasn't a priority. It was yeah, not yeah. a priority. It was like man, I got you know I got. Dependence now. <laughs> yeah, right, right. I was gonna say y'all, y'all did the, y'all came together and, and did like the ultimate goal for human beings is to create a life. And yeah, 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 yeah. Even, even that aspect of it too. Like now yeah. I got to even uh, another dependent now. You know, so it's yeah. like yeah. So, what I say with the since we're talking about credit. Um, Hold on, one, you about to ask another topic? No, no. Okay, well, oh, no, nah, I feel you not. Nah, but since we, keep, I will say, no, keep it short because this is black love. No, oh, I had a topic to bring in, but go ahead. Oh, okay. Well, what, I, what, I, what, I, what I'm quickly gonna say is about credit. One, you did say credit utilization. I'm, and I'm not a financial advisor or anything, but I just feel like black people should know about credit and how to use it and stuff like that. Call them people if you got credit cards, or even if you like, even I don't know, just call these people and ask. It's, it never hurts to ask. Worst thing they can say is no. Call these people and ask for them to boost your like credit limit. limit. Yeah. So then, if they you boost your limit and you want your credit utilization rate to be under thirty percent, so yeah. if you got ten thousand dollars, twenty thousand dollars, thirty thousand dollars, on a hundred thousand dollars on a credit card, ask them to just boost your limit, and then they'll boost your. They potentially will boost your limit, and then your credit utilization rate will go down per month or however often yeah. you use it. But it depends if and you then, start using more, it's still going to go up. So, like, yeah. I, I'm, gonna let you, I'm not switching topics, but, you no, know, cool. I don't want you to come at me like you came at me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but so that's one thing. That was my mindset before. Keep your usage, but I've, I've been putting programming. It's working. Like, don't use your debit. Oh, no, no, yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. Don't use your debit. So, yeah. Yeah, even if you use up a lot, you paying that, pay off that full balance yeah. every yeah. fucking month. Don't let yeah. the interest, then you give away free dollars when you let the interest kick in. I stopped using debit cards. Yeah, yeah. I, you got you got to know yourself. Cause I stopped using my debit card, and I was like, ran up the credit card. <laughs> then, yeah, nah, <laughs> smart. Yeah, you gotta be. Smart. Yeah, you gotta be smart. Yeah. You gotta know yourself. Know yourself. Yeah. No, no, no. That definitely happens, and I'm like, I'm like, especially next, next week. Nigga him. <laughs> Fuck it, I'm a ball. <laughs> hey, no, listen. Next, but week, tonight we ball. <laughs> <laughs> next week, I will have paid down. Like all student loans? Cards. Oh, no, 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 no. Them student loans is they can't wait for <laughs> But no, I, I will have paid down. 
my my what happened when I stopped using credit card? I mean debit cards because I did the same thing. You like when you switch from a debit card to a credit card, you know, like you see that limit. That limit is like three thousand yeah. or whatever thousand versus. When you use yeah, your you debit card, you know what's yeah, your you know the total money. You know you can't go over that. So it it is definitely a growth and progress. And like I have, I have hit that shit hard to get it like to get it up under underneath. Because okay, so thirty percent is like ideal, but the ultimate is to get it under ten percent utilization. If you keep it under ten percent, like that, that's it will boost your credit. So like. It's very important, like you said, Napoleon. One credit limit. Get a credit limit increase on every one of your cars. Yeah, if you can. If you haven't done one in ninety days, do that shit. And it's not to. It's not for you to use, use it. more money. It's just if you, if reduces the usage. Percentage. It reduces the usage, and then when you go to buy a house or you need an actual business loan or something like that, they're gonna be like, well. You've already, they've already approved you for a hundred thousand dollars or twenty, thirty thousand dollars of a credit over here. So we are more likely to approve you too because other people trust you with that amount of money. Like it is, it is a, it is a growing experience though. Going from like yeah. not balling out with credit because I fucked my credit up multiple times in my adulthood. <laughs> but the the thing I fall down say, seven, get up eight. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> The the thing I wanted to say, and this could be our final thoughts if we want to end it. Nah, son, we got more to talk about. <laughs> nah, let's do, let's do final thoughts and then we can just you know, but um, spin it back up. How has your? Let's take we all thirty five, right? How did your your perspective on relationship change from twenty to where you are now at thirty five? Oh wow. Mm. Like, how has it changed? From age 20 to my year 20. Yeah, oh. age 20, like. That shit, light years, man. I wouldn't think about no real life re- repercussions for any concert. Yeah. No, not, not that. I, I get that, too. But, you know, like. like dating perspective? How, yeah, or what, just what, like, what do you, mean? you know, you, you have, uh, you, even if you don't want a relationship at that moment, you have an idea of what a relationship will look like when you're ready to settle down, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, when you're 20, you're like, I want to get married yeah. one day. Oh, that you mean, like, you, the ambitions you had. Right, right, right. Okay. Like, what, how has that changed from then to now? Okay, so I can go first again on this one. Okay. Well, I would say... My man, the poet. <laughs> nah, man. This what is, y'all was drinking before I got here? <laughs> Water. <laughs> Water, alcohol today, which is weird because we always have alcohol. They they ain't had no alcohol today. (laughs) I mean, I mean at the podcast. Yeah, okay. At the podcast. What what I say is, um, just understanding that another person is another person. I'm not saying once again, uh, another a, a, a girlfriend is like a kid or anything, but that's a whole like they're a person and you have to respect them and listen to them. And like, it's, it's, it's uh, not maternal, but like, it's, it's very, uh, you, you can't, it's, it's almost like, sometimes I look at only people that are only kids and they like, you could tell they never played with people. And then it's like people who've never been in a relationship. It's kind of like a real relationship. It's like, you have to, you got to really, pick your battles you gotta yeah um you gotta like suggest stuff 
that they would want to do, even though you know you want to do it. You got to know you know you're going to convince them to do this. Shit. Like, oh, man, this motherfucker want to do it. Please, hey, wouldn't it be cool? You got you sitting up here trying to figure out how to do some shit that you want to do because they don't. I mean, it's just like a lot of stuff. And this ain't for everything. I'm just saying, like, when I was younger, I was just like, oh, no, nah, I'm going to just find a chick and she's going to be with it. Like, that's what's yeah. up. Like, you don't think anything of it. You don't think it's any type of work that goes into a relationship. But it is, and it ain't bad work. It's just like, I say it's more so like posturing or positioning and, and presenting it in the right way. But you, I, I understand, oh, to get things from somebody that you got to present it in the right way. Whereas otherwise, when I was 20, I was just thinking, nah, this, I've figured out this makes the most sense. So I'm going to go do this. And if I got somebody with me, they're going to do it too. But they might not see what I see. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I'll piggyback off of him and go next. So, for me, like age twenty, yeah, you say, "Oh yeah, I mean, I'm gonna get married, have kids, have the dog with the fence, and all that." <laughs> and it's like you don't realize the work that goes yeah. into that shit. So yeah, there's like the attention to detail with at age thirty five is that I I own and realize from from failed marriage to even my current relationship. Like if you want some shit, you have to be willing to sacrifice. You have to be willing mm. to listen and compromise. You have to be willing to get better at shit. You can't you can't use the same tactics with everybody else. So what worked for me five six years ago with X Y Z person. Doesn't work with XYZ I'm with now. Um, you know, the the effort that you have to put into that shit to get what you want. Like just saying get married, trust me, don't do it. If that if you know for a fact you and that person have have communication. So we'll just say we're harping on communication right now. If y'all don't have proper communication, relationship communication, not just communicating. Relationship communication, the fuck is marriage gonna do for you? But give you more of a headache. Yeah. The stress. That once you put a legal attachment on shit, it's just, it's it's that much more. So think about whatever issues you go through now in relationships. Us three, because we're not married, and you put that you put that <laughs> put that legal tying bonded document to it. Like it's no longer just oh I'm irritated I'm done. It's like you, you yeah. you're committed to working this shit out. Yeah. Every decision you make at that point impacts that person and what their family. If they have kids or just their family in general, you can't just think for yourself no more. You really at age twenty. I'm not I'm not thinking about how do I. What do, how do I make sure I find the baddest woman and I marry her? Like, yeah, that's that's, I that's, it was yeah. all physical at age twenty. Like, damn, she fine. Hell yeah, I wife her. But now I can look at a beautiful woman, whether it's a celebrity or somebody local, and I see these little red flags. Like, hey, no fucking way, bro. Right. <laughs> bro, it's funny because that's what that's what I was thinking about when I was mm-hmm. like when I was thinking about my twenty year old self because I was like, bro, if she fine. I'm gonna wait. That shit work. Like we gonna even yeah. even your 34 year old self <laughs> <laughs> to an extent. <laughs> it took him a while to get there. Right? <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, yo. Hey, but <laughs> that ad though, man, she can she can have me. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but if, if real, he's go ahead. Keep nah, that, but that's that's how I used to think about it. It's like if I'm attracted to you, I do whatever, and I'll make it work. Versus now, like in in, uh, I say this shit in my house. Like Leslie, you know my my best friend as a woman. She can she can attest to this. Like I've been saying for the last couple of years, being fine ain't enough. Like because it's like you you have to man relationships. You are doing work. Like you're you know whether that's working on your life, um. Solo, whether that's working on her life, yeah, they solo, like helping them, oh, whether that's yeah. working on our life together, like it is work. So it's like you have to be, you have to one, be willing to do the work, 
And I think like a big tool that I just think in life in general is great for people is like being built, being um, bridge builders. You know what mm. I'm saying? Because it's like we all have our traumas. We all have our life experiences. And that's a when you're growing, you're going to need to to build bridges like, you know, when you fuck up or when you do some shit. Now, even if it's not intentional, even if it's like clearly like you triggered something traumatic to them, like. You 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 know you have to be willing to build a bridge about that. Yeah, Twan Twan, what's your uh, what 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 was the question again? I, what was what's the difference between your twenties and your and your thirties? Yeah, thinking I, about a, a relationship. Uh right, so two things. Uh so the first one, I'm gonna make it brief. The first one, because this nigga been directing over here the whole time. He yeah. got his headphones now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He I got from, my headphones I now. I've been gone for a while. He getting real disrespectful. He gave me the wrap it up box. Like, yeah, I was like, I was nah, like, he just showing off because you hear that. Was, like, <laughs> like, Damn, the like I, know, I normally get about 15 minutes. The gave me the wrap it up in the box. Nah, we gonna do another one. You know what I'm saying? That nigga said right now. <laughs> Tom, you ready? Yeah, Tom, Tom, you ain't ready, bro. Oh, oh, BFF Jason here. You would. Let me show how I run this. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So when I was in my twenties, I was like, yo. So it, in, in my opinion, it didn't matter who I married. I was like, yo, I'm a great guy. I'm a great catch. So it doesn't matter who I'm married. They're they're going to be in a great situation, and I realized, yo, that is so trash. And 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 it wasn't, it it wasn't sustainable. Like you know what I'm saying? It was just I don't know. It was just trash. It just uh, it just it was it just wasn't a good mindset to have. Um, and then the second one would be um, I was gonna say. You threw me off. Oh, the second one is that I realized that I was, I was pretty, I was very much a fuck nigga in a good guy's clothing <laughs> in my twenties. I, I think we all were. That's a good way of putting it. Like I was, when I look back, I was like, yo, I was, I was a fuck nigga, but I was, you know, but I was, I was, I was different. So I felt like I was better, but I was just as bad. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't tell my female friends to date somebody like me. Like you be super cool with the chicks. They you like, oh, he's so sweet. And then they, they don't know, like, bitch, I'll blow your back out. At Bruh, the time of a dime. Just, I was just, just getting close, just waiting for your moment to pounce. Just a trash individual. So what'd you learn? From my twenties? Yeah, or nah, what's different than twenties? Yeah, what's what's the what's the Oh now I'm 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 an actual good guy now. Like I've grown so much. Uh I think I think uh, my father passing. Well, I'm not thinking. I know my father passing uh, made me sit back and look at myself and look at my actions, uh, just all the way around. Like you know, what I'm saying just, just like would I like you know, what I'm saying like it was just it was just a turning point for me. I, I did start counseling after my father passed as well, so that's probably what did it for real. Uh, Cause I didn't realize I was depressed until my coworker was like, "Hey, you should probably go talk to somebody." Yeah, yeah. So I, it just made me do a whole bunch of self. Uh, like I did self discovery in high school. You know what I'm saying? Because I had identity issues being named after my father. It's like you know, my, my name is his. My nickname was his. So I, I I did some soul searching in high school, and then once I did all that, I just didn't do it again. 
So my next soul searching experience was 14 years later. I mean, 16 years later when I was 30. All right, Zeke. <laughs> like, nigga, I wasn't soul searching shit in high school. I started soul searching in like maybe 25, 24, 25, and then again at 33. So, Twan, you, you, you done with your thought? Or? That's it, man. All right. I well, did some soul searching and I realized I was a trash individual. <laughs> All right, so that's cool. That's this episode of my homeboys podcast. Those were our final thoughts. We're gonna come in, we're gonna bring it back, spin uh, it up. Did you answer the fucking question? I did. He went first. I went first. Okay, yeah, see, I went first. See, y'all trying to call me out for no reason, but uh, we're gonna end this one and then we're gonna, you know, do a part two. So, y'all with it? Everybody with it? I'm with it. All right, cool.